Amen. All right, Revelation chapter 16. Better late than never. Revelation chapter 16. <laughs> you probably ain't as late as you think you are. We're just now getting started. I guess when you're the pastor's wife, you can speak like that to whoever you want to, can't you? Even the head deacon, apparently. <laughs> Okay, thank you. (laughs) All right. Revelation chapter 16. Who knows what we're talking about? Brother Dust is not here, so I feel okay doing a little review. Okay? Honestly, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember what verse we're starting with. I'll know when it shows up there. Miss Donna, what verse are we on? Okay. Nailed it. Good job. What was the uh, last thing we talked about? What was the last thing we talked about? It wasn't even really related to the end times. Morgan, what was it? Oh, you weren't here. I forgot you weren't here last Sunday. Okay. Uh, or, the Sunday, or the Sunday before that. <laughs> Glad to have you back. Purgatory, yep. Talked about purgatory. Okay. But before that, we're talking about these vials. So we're in the tribulation still. We went through these different things, and here we are. If the, if the vials are the worst, I'll say the last of the vials are the worst of the worst. And I did remember, we're in verse 12, I hope. Yes. All right. So we've went through, these angels are coming out, one through five, pouring out their vials, doing stuff. You can go back and read. Revelation sixteen twelve says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now, if you've read ahead, that's pretty interesting. But we're not going to talk about a lot of it. We're going to talk about that when we get to the Battle of Armageddon. But this angel's poured out his vial and the Euphrates River is dried up. Who can tell me kind of where the Euphrates River is? Is it in, I mean, North Dakota, South Dakota? Where's that? Persian Gulf, okay? So you've got, I, I, I wanted to do them out, but I decided not to. We're going to talk about it when we talk about Armageddon. But as you think about the Middle East over there, you've got, you know, Israel, you've got Jordan, you've got Iraq. What borders Iraq over here? You've got Iraq. What borders Iraq up here? Anybody know? 
Anybody? No, no, that's up here. (laughs) Over here. That does border Iraq. Very good. Half credit. (laughs) Northeast. Well, well, it doesn't border it, but we're getting there. Iran. Iran. Okay. And so the uh, Euphrates River. I'm the teacher, right? So I can say whatever I want. The Euphrates River cuts Iraq in half. Okay, so that's where it is. You got it? It separates what you can think about half of Iraq, Israel, Jordan, those countries from Iran. And more specifically, what we're talking about today, eastern countries. Now, to the north of Israel, we've already talked about when we talked about Gog and Magog. Right, Marsha? We talked about Russia and those former Soviet republics, but that's north of Israel. This is northeast of Israel. So these eastern countries we're talking about. What's, what eastern countries might we be talking about here? If you don't like geography, I feel sorry for you for the next five minutes. You already said one. Well, not that. You said China. <laughs> Yes, China, Mongolia, what else? Japan. I figured I'd get China and Japan. When you think about big countries in the east, and you're not talking about the Middle East, I'm talking about the Far East, maybe I should have said that. You think about China and Japan. So, if you can think about, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, and I'm trying not to give you too much because I want to talk about it when we talk about Armageddon, and maybe I should stop. When you think about the battle of Armageddon, in the valley of Jezreel, I'm going to have a picture of that. And you can stand up on a mountain, and you can just see forever. It's flat. Napoleon called it, I forgot how he worded it, the best place to have a battle in the world. Right? But they didn't have tanks and stuff back then, did they? They Horses and all that kind of stuff. So something's up. You know, there's me and and Mr. David talked about something the other day. Ended up, I was right, he was wrong. Um, But, (laughs) no, we agreed. Uh, When you think about this, why would Armageddon be so important? When you've got nuclear weapons that we can send from here all the way over there, I mean, you've got tanks that can fire all this way. You got airplanes that can do all this stuff. Why are we focusing on a battle that's going to take place in one seem like enclosed area here at Armageddon? We'll have to talk about that. But something's up. They're coming together into one place. Why would they have to do that if they had all that other artillery? I'm not asking you to answer it. Think about it. So they're going to come together in this place called Armageddon. Okay, people are going to come together in this place called Armageddon. So thinking about people, what might be interesting about the countries of the Far East coming? Anything? It's okay. I mean, if you don't know it, that's fine. You don't, you don't know what I'm thinking. It's okay. 
I'm going somewhere, I hope. <laughs> Countries in the Far East. So I'm going to ask Mr. David this question. The earth has about 7 billion people. What percentage of those do you think live in what we would consider the Far East? You ain't got a lot? A whole bunch. A whole bunch. I don't know how many people China has in it. Johnny, you can Google it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many people Japan has in it. Now, whether he was lying or not, I don't know. But the founder of the People's Republic of China, that communist uh, revolutionary Mao Zedong, do you know what he said one time regarding people he had ready? Nobody? He said, I got 200 million men ready. 200 million ready. <laughs> He's drawn them like moths to a flame. Does that resonate with you? It's a setup. It's a trap. Now he's dried up. All this stuff is going on around the world. Everything we've been talking about, everything that's been done with these trumpets and these seals and these vials is all coming together for one thing, to get them to Armageddon. And we're almost there. They're coming together. The kings of the east can't come. For some reason, they can't get across the Euphrates River. Guess what? Dried up. Now they can. Now they can. All right. I have no idea what the next slide says because I got so far ahead of myself. I don't think you can think that's in here. It's not. The Euphrates River is drying up. I want to talk, that's why I want to talk about the importance of that. That the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. We had to talk about who the kings of the east were. Prepared for what? To come to Armageddon. They got to be able to get there. I don't know what's going on. With, right. We'll talk about that later. I'm stopping. So when you think about what's been going on, the last thing I think that happened, yeah, that angel, fifth angel, poured out his vial on the seat of the beast, and what? What happened? Darkness throughout his entire kingdom. We talked about is that spiritual or physical? I'm teaching it as physical. You think it's spiritual? That's fine. Darkness in his kingdom. So all this, these different things going on, affecting water supply and stuff, I thought you were raising your hand. Um, makes me nervous. <laughs> the Euphrates River, I think, in some way or capacity or shape or form somehow, is going to be critical to their water supply. Whatever that looks like when the water was turned to blood. But now, that's gone. We talked about the kings of the east. 
In Daniel, there's a reference to the, the kings of the east. I don't think we talked about it. But back when the Antichrist is trying to gain control of the whole world, um, tidings come out of the east that trouble him. And he moves militar- militarily and does things. That's not, I, I don't, I mean, it may be the same. It's the kings of the east, but that's a different reference there. Think about China, Japan, India. I want to ask a question. I should have made that last little paragraph its own. What kind of religions do you have there? Because, I mean, when you think about Israel and what they're going through and the Christians and what they're going through, we know, we know people that adhere to Islam hate them. Well, what about everybody else? What kind of religions do you have over in the Far East? Now, surely you name one. Buddhism. Philosophical religions. Yep. And you think about, you know, it's more Middle East, Pakistan, and places like that, and what they're doing. But they're not Christian, is my point. And so they're going to be far more susceptible to following demonic influence. I probably lost some of you right there. Demonic influence. Yeah, we, we've already talked about that going on. That goes on today. And whether you believe it or not, it does not matter. It does. Think about these things you see in the Gospels in Jesus' day when all these things were going on. Guys, he would cast demons out. They were susceptible to demon possession, demons controlling their actions and their words and what they did. And so just a couple of verses from here, maybe the next verse. It actually talks about possibly demonic influence getting these guys to Armageddon. And so you got all this going on. We talked about their numbers already. I told you. I got, I got ahead of myself. And we talked about them being draw, drawn like moths to a flame to Armageddon. Verse 13 and 14. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Stop right there. Who wants to get up here and teach this? (laughs) For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth, and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. I got several slides. You don't need slides for that. If you take the Bible literally, you don't need slides for that. Three unclean spirits like frogs. What's, what? What's up with unclean spirits? What's he talking about? They come out of the mouth of the dragon. Who's the dragon? We've already talked about it. Satan. And out of the mouth of the beast. Who's that? The Antichrist. And out of the mouth of the false prophet. 
Who's that? False prophet. We're talking about two guys running the show. Really one, the Antichrist and the false prophet. But behind the scenes, the real one running the show, Satan. And they're speaking great things. Look at the next verse, I think. It's kind of together on the slide. For they are the spirits of devils. Brother Troy, how much more clear can that be if you take the Bible literally? Now, if you take it symbolically, I don't know what you'd do. They're devils. How many times is the word demon mentioned in the Bible? Does anybody know? How many? Somebody said something. They won't say it again. Demon? None. Devil. A lot. When Jesus cast them out, he cast out devils. Or he also referred to them as unclean spirits. Same thing. I don't know. I don't even address that. I have no idea. You ever heard anything on that? Why you compare? The question is, why does John compare them, or uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, compare them to frogs? Yep. But how that correlates here, I have no idea. But we already talked about last week, you see different things of what happened in Egypt sprinkled in this, these judgments. Projecting great words, yeah, maybe so. I, I don't even see people comment on that, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. As a representative of an unclean animal? Okay. Yeah, unclean spirit. So they come out of the mouth and they're devils. They're spirits of devils. Working miracles. Now what's their objective? What are, what are these unclean spirits and devils' objective? Yeah, deceive, but look at the last part of the verse. To gather them to Armageddon. How might they do that? Now, I think some people, Barack Obama, in my opinion, is not the Antichrist, okay? <laughs> However, when he was president, every time he talked, you'd have people just like this. Oh, that sounds so good. Yes, he's right. Even as ridiculous as some of it was, yes, yes. I think there'll be people like that following the Antichrist, whatever he says. But not everybody. Not everybody. So what might be one way they would gather them? What might be one way they would deceive them? Miracles, miracles, 
I mean, just think about it. Now, you're lucky. You're going through, well, I was going to say going through this class. Teacher, not so much. You're lucky to be hearing this stuff. You're fortunate. We've already talked about that. We'll ask Miss Peggy how many times she heard it. So you're hearing this. Can you imagine somebody that maybe never had read one scripture, may not even know who Jesus Christ is, and this person comes and says something and says, hey, we need to, y'all, there's a battle coming, we need you. I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the right ones, we're the right side you need to join, and to prove it, I don't know. I'm going to call fire out of heaven and consume this bush. Boom, it does it. It happens. Can you imagine how many people that would convince? Droves of people. So, why did I say you didn't need slides? Tells you everything you need to know in that one verse. What's up with this? They're devils. They're working miracles. They're going all over the whole earth for one purpose. Bring them to Armageddon. Everything now, the focus has really always been, but especially now, these last couple, the focus is getting them to Armageddon. I put this in here. I'm going to have to set you up, but. You can decide for yourself if you think it's literal or spiritual. There is nothing in that verse that indicates that that is spiritual. Nothing. Not one thing. All right. When you think about these spirits and think about them controlling people, that seems kind of weird. It's, it's odd. But in Daniel 10, Daniel had prayed for something. And we can go there and we can read it. But for time's sake, we won't. Daniel had prayed for something and no answer. And all of a sudden, one day, he kept praying. One day, Gabriel shows up. And Gabriel says, this is Jay's translation. Gabriel says, God heard your prayer the first day you uttered it. And sent me. But what happened? Does anybody know? He was hindered? What did you say? He was detained by who? Who could detain Gabriel? He said he was hindered. He was kept from coming to Daniel by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. It was an evil spirit. And evidently a powerful one. And he said... Basically, I was hindered until Michael came and helped me. And that allowed me to come and tell you what God said in response to your prayer. 
And then he said, I got to get back because the prince of the kingdom of Grecia is coming. Now, Persia was in power. And we can look back through the portals of time and see that after Persia came Greece. But that had not happened yet. Persia was in power. And Gabriel says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia is coming. It's my belief. I think it's in here somewhere. I'm so far off the notes, though. It's my belief that there are evil powers controlling all these empires. Uh, it's evil, either an evil power or, or, a, or a good power. And in those cases, it was evil. So this spiritual world, we know nothing about. All we really know is three dimensions. That's it. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I got I got to quit. Um, I was talking to a guy from my jujitsu school, um, who's an atheist. Great. <laughs> and uh, I said, "No, nah, you're not." <laughs> he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "You're not an atheist." Yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. Well, I don't believe in God. I said, do you know there's not a God? Well, I don't think there is. I said, do you know there's not? Well, I don't know. Well, then you're not an atheist. I said, you're an agnostic. Me and him, are, we're friends. And he began to talk about end times, and Colby's sitting at the table, and Colby goes, you don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else was talking to me about something, and, I, and, I, and ends up Kobe told me what he said. All I heard was Kobe say, "Don't do it." <laughs> He's been teaching on this for two years. I said, "More like 10. <laughs> but um, beside that, there was a there was a guy here, good guy, really wondering about stuff, just doubting and you know I said something to him and he said I just don't think he, he said I just I don't know if I can call myself a Christian because I'm, I'm doubting some stuff and I said well I'd been, we'd been talking about spiritual stuff for, and it was I just want to say I appreciate that the fact that we could sit there and talk about that for an hour without arguing but I said you've heard me talking man do I seem shaken in my faith at all he said absolutely not I said, let me tell you something. There's been days in my life when I've doubted there was even a God. Now, you can take me and sit me down as your Sunday school teacher if you want to, and I'll gladly sit. That's the truth. That's the truth. I said, don't worry too much about that. So we kept talking. And this guy was talking about, I I just can't believe, and I'm going to let you go, I promise. This guy kept talking about, uh, I just can't believe it. He, he had studied religion. He said, I've studied religion for 10 years. I said, that's your problem. He said, what do you mean? 
Nobody ever talked to him like this. He said, what do you mean? I said, much learning. Much learning is your problem. So he was talking about, I just can't believe in a deity who makes my choices for me. I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, well, everything's already happened. I have no choice. I said, what? He said, everything's already predetermined. I said, no. I said, all right, let's talk about what you mean by predetermined. But I said, he said, basically, everything has already happened, and these choices have been made, and he has no choice. And this guy's over here listening. And he's going, hmm. And you know in the Bible where Jesus said, when you get brought before kings and magistrates, don't even think about what you're going to say because the Holy... I promise you, boom, 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 boom. I didn't have to think about nothing. It was just there at the moment. And I said, well, let me, let me ask you this. God stands outside of time. If God exists, he stands outside of time. Is that right? He said, yeah. I said, well, let me give you an example, the best one I can come up with. I watch a football game, and I record it. And I watch the whole game. I see every play. And I know how the game ends. I said, with response to that game, I'm outside of time of that game. But let me ask you a question. Does that mean that in the moment that quarterback didn't have a choice of whether he handed the ball off or passed it? And he was like, of course he had a choice in the moment. I said, God knows what choices are going to be made, yes. But he does not force your hand in anything. You have a choice in the moment. The choice is yours. We left that restaurant. He called me and talked to me for 40 minutes all the way home. And I'm not going to try to make you think I led him to the Lord. I didn't. But he's thinking. Nobody had ever talked to him like that before. Most people, he even said... He knows so much about religion that most people won't even talk to him when he talks about how much religion he knows. I told him, well, that's fine. I don't care anything about religion. I care about a relationship. And he also made the statement, and I'm done, that um, his greatest fear was that he would die unloved. And I said, well, let me give you good news. That ain't going to happen. God loves you. God gave his son for you. The choice is yours. And that's about where the conversation ended. So pray for him. Yeah. Pray for him. I won't say names because this is on Facebook. God knows who he is. Pray for him. Pray for him. All right. Sorry I kept you late. Sorry I kept you. Thank you for your attention. Ray, will you dismiss us?